Hey Badgers fans, it's John Veldheis from BadgerBlitz.com. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone that if you like the show, to make sure that you're subscribed on iTunes so you can get new episodes right on your phone. And if you like what we're doing here, we'd appreciate it if you left us a review so that other Wisconsin fans can find us in the podcast directory. And if you like the show and want more in-depth discussion about Wisconsin football, basketball, and recruiting, head on over to BadgerBlitz.com to sign up for a premium membership. It's less than $9 a month and it gives you VIP access to John McNamara's recruiting news and scoops and my insider content like practice reports and game day analysis. Not to mention the Badgers Den, our premium member forum. With so much going on in the world of Wisconsin sports, there's never been a better time to sign up. Head on over to BadgerBlitz.com and click on the subscribe button to sign up today. Welcome back, Badgers fans, to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. A little bit of a day uh, a day late for us. We usually record on Thursday, but we wanted to uh, kind of take in last night's uh, men's basketball game with uh, Xavier coming up to Madison to take on Wisconsin before we uh, recorded just because we wanted to kind of break that down as a big early test for the Badgers. Uh, I was there at the Cole Center with Jonathan Mills. Uh, and uh, Mills is not here for, for this week. He's out on assignment. But uh, John McNamara, publisher of BadgerBlitz.com, is here. Uh, how you doing, John? Doing very well. All right. Uh, so you know, I guess I'll, I'll kind of go into uh, what I thought about the, the Xavier game um, in a little bit. But I'm curious as to uh, you know, what, what, do you, what did you take away from that game? I mean, it was, uh, it was really close. Uh, they, back and forth, it, the Badgers never really uh, established a, a really solid lead in the game. But they certainly showed a lot of resolve. And, you know, fighting back, and the game was tied with uh, about like th- uh, three minutes or less uh, left to go, uh, and then it just uh, Xavier kind of made a couple big shots, and uh, you know, it, and it ended up looking with that eighty to seventy final score like it was not as uh, close of a game as it actually was. But uh, what what did you take away once uh, once the uh, the final buzzer went off? Yeah, I guess the first thing is that Xavier's a really good team, and um, you know they're. They're, they're a team with a lot of length, and, you know, they're an athletic team, and, you know, they hit some big shots uh, at, at key points in the contest. Um, you know, you, you went in the, the game knowing that Blewett was a really good player, and, you know, he hit, he hit some big threes at the end of the game. But, um, <clears throat> you know, obviously I think this, the storyline was J.P. Makura uh, and just the game that he had. Um, you know, right away in that game got started, it looked like Brevin Pritzel just wasn't going to be able to uh, – to keep pace with him. He, he burned him on a few cuts to the basket and got easy layups. And, um, you know, they put Brad Davis on him. I thought it, Brad did, did a you know far better job than, than yeah, Pritzel was able to. I thought Davison looked pretty good. He um, did. Defensively, just, you know, with uh, – that, that was a tough assignment. That's a senior, you know – you know, basically all conference player that you're asking your true freshman, um, you know, six man to guard. And uh, I was, I was pretty impressed with how he did with that. Yeah. And he, he seemed to, you know, kind of uh, step up to that challenge, but uh, you know, he was, McCurr was great throughout that contest. Um, you know, a kid from Minnesota who, you know, we, we talked before we got on here, uh, Wisconsin recruited him, but it didn't end up offering. And, um, you know, I, I don't know the, the true motivation of, you know, why he was so inspired to play Wisconsin. Why he was, you know, ins- yeah, he was fired up, to, uh, to say the least. He really was. And, um, you know, the, the stuff that he did at the end of the game, um, you know, it didn't bother me all that much, but I just, you know, not necessary. I, he kind of came in there like, 
you know, he, he broke his leg at the Kohl Center a year ago on this date, and the, the fans taunted him on his way out, and he couldn't wait to get back. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he had something, he had something uh, kind of stuck in his craw that he wanted to, uh, to take out at the end of the game. Yeah, but you know whatever whatever motivated him certainly worked because uh, you know he was he, he played very well. He had some really tough shots too. I mean, like that Xavier in in general. I, I don't know. I was just watching the game from my my seat up in press row, and that was just one of the the themes from the game is that Xavier just happened to. It seemed like not that you know the I don't want to say that Xavier won because they were lucky, but man, but they got a lot of you know, balls that just kind of rolled their way, like loose balls or, you know, balls going off of somebody's leg or, you know, something like that, like a, a funky rebound or something. They just – it just looked like at times it wasn't Wisconsin's night in terms of getting those 50-50, you know, balls. And, and then Xavier, you know, to their credit, they had enough people, you know, that could go out and score and take advantage of those opportunities. But you just saw them kind of make some of those easy layups that came after uh, – you know, a contested rebound or, you know, what something where, you know, you, a deflection or something like that, that was just something that kind of stood out to me. But obviously the the, the multitude of scoring options that the, the Musketeers had definitely played a role into that as well too. Yeah, and, you know, just kind of, you know, going into the whole game, just in general, you know, I, I think this is kind of what we expected probably going in. Um, you know, Wisconsin maybe played a little bit better than I actually expected. Um, you know, Xavier, you know, they look better than the 15th ranked team in the country. I think, I think, you know, if they're yeah. able to play like that and continue to improve, you know, that's a really good team right there. So, um, you know, I thought it was a good measuring stick for, for Wisconsin. Um, and you know, obviously you, you want to come away with, with a win anytime you go out there. But, um, I think there's a lot of positives to take away from that game because, you know, like I said, I think Xavier's a really good team. And if they made a, obviously it's super early, but you know, if they, if they made a deep run in in March, I wouldn't be surprised. I think there's a lot of pieces there that you like. You know, got got you like blue, you know Blewett who could be you know maybe an, an all American type player. Then you know if Macker plays as, as well as he did. That's that's a good team there that came into the Cole Center and beat Wisconsin. On Thursday. It, it was nice to have um, you know this this high caliber game. I mean, like the atmosphere in the Cole Center last night was awesome for a you know for the third game of the year. Um, you know, when, you know, normally you're getting like nickel state or, you know, some of these other, you know, programs that you've never heard of before in, you know, the first probably two or three weeks, you know, leading up to the, the tournaments that the Badgers will do, or, you know, the, the times where you're playing these games before you get to like the, uh, the Marquette game or the, the UW Milwaukee game or some of this other stuff. It was really nice to have a, a game against a ranked team come in and uh, you know see what the what the Badgers could do and you know just because it's such a young team I mean I you you touched on this a little bit too but I, I think the Badgers played better than I expected them to um, and I was particularly impressed with with the younger guys I mean Brad Davison had a great um, first half I mean he they uh, the Musketeers kind of found a way to bottle him up a little bit and he uh, he wasn't as, he didn't hit his uh, his three-point shots in the second half uh, but Davison, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, um, you know, really looked like kind of the the spark plug that, or energizer that you know, I and other people that are around the program, you know, have been have been saying he's going to be just from watching him in practice. I mean, he he just really seemed to have brought an energy to that team when they uh, they really kind of needed a spark after uh, Xavier. I think they were six for their first eight shots, and you know, they had those easy. Um, 
baskets in the lane that you know really what it didn't look like Wisconsin's normal defense in those first couple minutes, but they they eventually settled down. And you know, uh, Aleem Ford is another guy who I, I thought gave uh, the Badgers some pretty good minutes. He he played a lot uh, more than I expected him to, but he hit some he hit two uh, key three pointers, including his second one, which uh, tied the game up in the in kind of the final minutes there. But I was I was encouraged by how the younger guys played, and I think um, I think that that bodes you know well for them over the course of the season. In that, yeah, you know, I, I definitely feel like this is a team that will get better, you know, by the, by the time we get to like the end of, of big 10 play, um, I feel like they're going to be a much better team. I, I, I don't know how that's going to shake out in terms of where they will stack up compared to the rest of the big 10, but I definitely think you'll see the improvement over the next couple months or so. Yeah. You know, Ford's a guy that I came away and said, you know, I thought he showed some flashes there. Obviously Davison is, is a guy that we've talked a lot about, even though he is a true freshman. Um, you know, I think you could, you can expect that, you know, even because you know, even if that he is a true freshman, I think you can expect that from Brad Davison, a guy that's going to come off the bench with some energy, going to be able to knock down some shots, going to be able to hand the ball if you need him to. Um, you know, you didn't see anything from Kobe King or Andy Van Vliet last night. Those two guys were were kind of non-existent. So you know, it'd be nice to have uh, you know Van Vliet kind of show his outside game, um, which he does have. Right. And, you know, Kobe King should should provide some some spark off the bench too. I think. Uh, you'll see better nights from him uh, as the season rolls along. So, um, you know, like we, we kind of talked about, about what you expected, I think Xavier's very good, and I think Wisconsin showed some pretty good signs um, that they got some things working. The biggest thing that I've taken away early is that, um, the, you know, the thing coming into the season, you said, well, you know, where's it going to come from if it's not Ethan Happ? And, you know, they've had, you know, a different leading score, I think, now for every game, even going back to those – you know, five games overseas, maybe Haps led them right. two times. So I think that's a good sign. Um, and yeah, you know, I agree. If, if you know, Ethan Haps going to get a lot of double teams. You saw it a little bit against Xavier. I'm surprised they didn't do it a bit more. Um, but I think that's a good sign for Wisconsin that they've, they've had some other guys step up on certain nights. It's not always just going to be on Ethan Happ. Um, I think when they've had some teams that came into some trouble, even though they've had a lot of success – you know, teams where they had Alondo Tucker, you know, when Tucker got the ball, sometimes things got a little stagnant. So um, you're not seeing that with early on with this Wisconsin team with Ethan Happ, even though he's, you know, hands down the most established guy that they have back on this roster. So I think that is a good sign. I feel like he's getting a little bit of a better feel for um, combating the double teams too. And maybe that's just <laughs> a, you know, having the confidence that you have guys around you that you could kick the ball back out to and um, make some make some shots or you know drive for some layups or something like that. Uh, I don't I don't know. Just just from from my watching, it seems like you know when, when teams are going to try and double or they're they're thinking about it. I don't know. It looks to me like Hap has kind of worked on you know the the move where he can kind of like fake like he's going to uh, to kick it back out to another shooter or something that gets the other defender to kind of uh back off and then he Hap can uh, can kind of go one-on-one against his uh, his man up against you know up in the post uh but yeah you know we'll see I, I definitely think that the the early signs are definitely encouraging in terms of having that kind of offensive balance that it will uh, allow Hap to you know kind of be the team's number one option and not you know, not allow teams to take him away, which is kind of what, you know, you were kind of thinking would be the worst case scenario for this Badger team as they, you know, tried to, uh, you know, reestablish themselves without those four starters from last year. 
Yeah, and you know, I heard Joe Kramenhoff. Uh, I'm not sure what radio show he was on, but he talked a lot about what you said, John. Is that uh, you know when you know teams didn't start double teaming Ethan Happ at the start of last year. It kind of came mid season. I you know right. I'm not sure exactly what game it was, and he really had to adjust on the fly. Now they went into this year knowing that look, we're, this guy's going to get double teamed. Let's make it a you know a huge point of emphasis to uh, to get him comfortable. And like you said, John, it, he he does look more comfortable doing that. He is a good passer. So yeah, um, you know I think you know on that one one of these plays that he found, uh, I think Khalil Iverson cutting along the baseline. And, yeah, I think that was that previous game. So I th- or, yeah, yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, so I, you know. He, it, it, he think he's far more comfortable than he was last year when it was kind of thrown at him. And he, he did have some difficulty with those double teams last year. I think he's more comfortable this year. And I think you're going to see um, him make you know, a lot better decisions when those double teams do come, but it's going to take guys to knock down some shots too. When these double teams do come. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember I was thinking of the play where I think uh, the previous game, he, uh, um, he got doubled, and then uh, the the defender that came off of Iverson allowed Iverson a, a, like a, a straight lane right to the basket, and he was able to kick it back out, and Iverson was able to kind of uh, dart right in there. But yeah, I mean, like it certainly opens up a lot of things if you can once you have the feel for what to do in those situations. And, and you're right. I mean, like I remember there were times last year where you're watching, and it's like you're thinking. You know, you, you, when how long is it going to take him to to figure out, you know, how to how to combat this? Not that not that it's an easy thing to do, especially on the fly when when the change happens mid season. But it was definitely something that, you know, uh, looked like there he needed to work on. And you know, to his credit, it really seems like that's happened. But uh, I think uh, we'll uh, kind of leave basketball there for a little while. Obviously, uh, the the um, big story for the rest of the weekend is going to be the uh, uh, Wisconsin football team taking on Michigan uh, at uh, in their uh, season finale at Camp Randall Stadium, uh, Senior Day. Uh, Wolverines are coming in. The the Badgers are ten and zero. Uh, you know, looking to uh, they've already wrapped up the uh, the Big Ten West in terms of uh, securing their their spot for the the Big Ten championship game. But now they're kind of looking to stay in the in the hunt for the college football playoff. Uh, and uh, John, you you know, we were talking before the show, and it sounds like you know it was either you know we we've known for a long time that it was either going to be the Iowa game or the Michigan game where the Badgers were really going to try and get a lot of recruits that they were interested in on campus, just because with the rest of the the way the rest of their schedule played out, you know, you could you could see that the Iowa game and the Michigan game were going to be the two uh, marquee ones uh, to get people to. So uh, who are you hearing is going to be in town for uh, for this game, uh, which is uh, tomorrow, since we're uh, doing this a day late? Yeah, the, the biggest guy I think to watch here is, is Logan Brown. Uh, he's a four-star offensive tackle from Michigan. This will be Brown's sixth time now on campus this weekend, and it's a lot. Um, yeah, especially for an out-of-state kid that's that's driving here and paying on his own dime to get to Wisconsin each and every time. So uh, he's a kid that Wisconsin has uh, a lot invested in. Um, I you know I remember he showed up to a camp a couple summers ago. Um, I think it was the camp right after his freshman season that summer. And honest to God, he, he stood out to me from from about two hundred campers there. And you know he was just like 15 years old or so, but you know six foot six now, about 285 pounds. Wisconsin was his, uh, I believe it was his first offer, either first or second. I think maybe one of the smaller schools offered first, but um, you know he's got an excellent relationship with Joe Rudolph. Uh, he talks very highly about Wisconsin. You know every time we've 
We've got him on the phone and done updates with him. Uh, he's named Wisconsin as leader a few times. Um, you know, the Badgers, I think, are in a very good position uh, in his recruitment. Now, uh, you know, obviously when a kid is that talented, there's a lot of competition. So, uh, you know, Michigan's probably uh, Wisconsin's top top competition at this point. But, you know, Logan Brown also has offers from Ohio State and Alabama, uh, you know, a handful of schools from across the country. So, um, you know, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Um, I, I think I'd be surprised if he were to commit this weekend just because I think he wants to see how things play out. But um, I think Wisconsin's definitely going to be there till the very end now. Uh, I think it'll come down to Wisconsin and Michigan. But, again, this is the sixth time he's on campus. So he's certainly someone that uh, you should have your eye on. And probably the, the headliner, I said, uh, I'd say of a really talented group of guys. You know, you look at some other guys they expected to be there in that 2019 class. Uh, Nolan Gruel, uh, a wide receiver from North Carolina, who Wisconsin's pretty high on. He's visited, he's visited previously this summer and uh, the Badgers, another 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 guy who has listed Wisconsin as potentially his leader, or you know one of his favorite schools, uh, Bryce Bernhard, a kid from uh, Minnesota, about six foot eight, close to three hundred pounds, offensive tackle, who they're super high on. Uh, Cameron Phillips, another four star kid from from Ohio, that's expected to be there. Um, and then in, even in the twenty eighteen class, Jerry's Brents is a kid that. Uh, expects to be there making the trip from Kentucky with a few of his teammates. So, um, you know, those, those are just a handful of the names. This is obviously going to be Wisconsin's biggest recruiting weekend. Uh, we expect, we expect uh, you know, with college day, game day going on and Michigan being in town, this should be a pretty pretty good event for, for the Wisconsin recruiting staff and the coaching staff that, you know, getting this many kids on campus. Um, it, it's going to have a lot of activity. So, um, you know, you know, check out the site, I guess, you know, tomorrow or tonight when I put that preview up and then, you know, throughout the week, particularly on Sunday, um, when we start doing updates on these guys. So it, it'll be a busy weekend. What are you expecting to see on the, on the football, you know, side of things for the actual game? Cause I, 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 I keep going back and forth on this one. Um, just because I, for one thing, I, I'm just, I'm not convinced of how good, uh, Michigan is. This year, I, I go back and forth, and I think the uh, you know having a new quarterback uh, kind of makes things a little cloudier in terms of um, you know making a, a prediction that you feel comfortable with. Uh, but I and I also I, I feel pretty pretty good that I think the Badgers are a pretty darn good team, and I, I think they're you know just at this point deserving of being in the in the conversation for the, for the college football playoff with you know. Uh, you know, staying undefeated through 10 games and obviously coming off of a pretty impressive win over Iowa. Um, but, you know, it's just, this is, this feels like it's going to be, you know, a pretty big test for them in that uh, the, the Badgers and the Wolverines really look pretty similar to me in terms of, you know, both have really good defenses. Um, both have offenses that can be up or down and both teams, you know, I don't, I don't know that, you know, people always say that, you know, Wisconsin, hasn't uh, hasn't played a, a world beating schedule. I, I don't think Michigan has either, and so it, it's it's been hard for me this week to get a really good feeling about it. And I, I guess I'm curious as to where you're at with this right now. Yeah, like you said, you know, it, two really good defenses um, that are pretty talented and rank very high. Uh, but you know, you you talk about that, and after Wisconsin's defensive performance against Iowa. You know, you feel really good about them, um, and you know, feel like they they stack up with 
some of the best programs in the country as far as is their defense. So, um, you know, I'd give that, you know, even if you wanted to call those defenses a wash, I think on offense you give the advantage to Wisconsin. Uh, even though Michigan's, you know, is really good against the run, I think eventually Wisconsin will wear them down and be able to run the football against them. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Taylor, you talk about, um, you know, he's, I think, just got added to the Dope Walker List Award today. And then, you know, the thing, you know, outside of Taylor is that, you know, I think Bradrick Shaw showed you that he's, he's probably close to, to full strength or is, is Yeah, he's definitely looked a little healthier recently. Yeah, at, at that point in the season. And then, um, you know, Chris James has, has talked about, you know, he's ready to go. And, you know, Garrett Groshek is showing you some stuff and Rashid Ibrahim. So, um, you know, those are five guys who Wisconsin could potentially turn to on Saturday to try to grind this game out. You know, you don't want to put it in Alex Hornerbrook's hands, uh, you know, to try yeah. to do this through the air. So I think Wisconsin, and obviously they do this each and every week, but uh, to really try to establish the run and stick to it, um, because, you know, obviously, you, you know, Alex Hornerbrook has been criticized quite a bit, um, you know, this season with the interceptions. He had three last week. So as much as you can get done on the ground and have success doing it, I think just is that much better for Wisconsin. Uh, but I, th- I do think they'll have some success, to, you know, in, in their ability to run the football. And I think that'll be the difference in the game between Michigan. I think Wisconsin should win this game. Uh, Wisconsin's a better team, you know, just because, you know, they're, they're called Michigan. This isn't like a great Michigan team. Um, and I think they yeah. get a lot more credit just because of the, the decal on the helmet. So um, Wisconsin's a better football team, and they should win this game. Yeah, I, I think um, the, the key that I'm really going to be looking for is just – which team does the best both on offense and defense on third down? Because the the was the the matchup with Wisconsin's offense against Michigan's defense is is particularly interesting because the Badgers are the best team at converting third downs in the country right now, and Michigan is the best defense in preventing third down conversions uh, in the country. And the the one time that I think uh, I was looking at it that uh, the Wolverines have allowed more than fifty percent. Uh, percent uh, conversions on third down is their uh, their loss to Penn State, and that's the game where Penn State went to third down uh, the least compared to the rest of the teams. And so I think the big thing is you know the Badgers just have to just keep plugging away. Like you, you need to make sure that you're getting um, you know three, four, five yards uh, on the ground so that you're avoiding third down as much as possible. And then if you have to get to a third down, make it, you know, like a third and four or a third and two or, or, or something where, you know, you could, you could conceivably, um, you know, run your regular offense and then also kind of mix in some, some passes or, you know, ma- make sure that when you're passing with, with Hornbrook, it, it's on Wisconsin's terms and not on Michigan's terms. Because I feel like if the Badgers have to pass – what Michigan wants them to, then that's going to, you know, kind of put them in the danger zone just with uh, the trouble that Alex Hornerbrook has had with uh, protecting the football so far. I mean, like if I feel like the the Wisconsin offensive staff would die of happiness if they could go through a full game without turning the ball over once. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that this is the game where they're going to do that uh, just because of how talented Michigan's you know defense is, but if they could manage to you know have one or zero turnovers in this game, that would be I think that would be a huge uh, boost for them. Just because you just you don't want to even if Michigan's offense is struggling, you don't want to give them more chances than you have to, especially you know in a, in a turnover situation where you're probably giving them a short field. Um, and so I think that's the the big key that I'm 
going to be looking for tomorrow. Um, I, the score that I went with was uh, a win for Wisconsin by, by 20 to 14. Um, that, that is different than what I had predicted in the preseason when we were going through the schedule. I, I thought that they would go 11 and one and lose this game. Um, but there's just, I don't know. There's just something about this Wisconsin team that, you know, with, with how good their defense is and uh, you know, the, how well they've played in, you know, clutch uh, situations. Uh, there just feels like there's something about this team that will be able to uh, to eat this one out, even if it, even if everything doesn't go their way on Saturday. I think having the game at home is a big help. Um, so we'll see. I mean, like it's it's definitely going to be one of the more interesting games um, that uh, the Badgers have ha- have had so far. And you know, we'll just have to see um, if the if the Badgers can. Uh, you know, uh, remain undefeated. I mean, even if they lose this game, um, you know, they can still have a successful season. They're still going to play in the Big Ten title game. But you know, it's it's uh, it's really interesting and new for the Badgers to be in the in the discussion for the the college football playoff. And I think uh, they want to make sure that they, uh, as much as they don't want to talk about it, and they they want to uh, run the table. And uh, we'll see if they can do that when they uh, take on the Wolverines tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, you know. <sighs> This is kind of off on a tangent here, but, you know, it's just kind of Paul Chris' message throughout this whole year I think has just been great for the way that they've carried themselves and kind of the way that things played out. Now, you know, people think Paul Chris goes up there and just kind of mumbles at his press conferences, but, you know, the way that he's approached this year of of just, you know, celebrating the moment and, you know, obviously not looking ahead and just being in the moment and not talking about anything really else outside that, I think it's been really appropriate for this year's team because – you know, that's, that's kind of how you you wanted to approach this year if you were Wisconsin because you know, the schedule wasn't great. But if you just kept winning and, and kept taking care of your business, things things were likely going to work out for you. And, you know, you see that now when they're fifth in the, in the college playoff football rankings and uh, Miami and, and Clemson are going to have to play each other. You would imagine Wisconsin's able to slip through there if they're, if they're able to take care of business. So, um, I think this is just kind of the next rung on the ladder that they're climbing this year. And, and like I said before, they're, they're a better football team than Michigan. And, you know, with the way that they've played again, they played against Iowa last week, you know, after throwing two pick sixes and just to have the defense yeah. dominate, um, you know, I think, you know, Iowa's offense is probably even a little bit better than, than Michigan's offense. So, um, you know, I would expect Wisconsin to win the game. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they won by two touchdowns. So, um, I'll go twenty-four to ten. That Wisconsin yeah. comes out uh, on top in this in this football game. And I was a little yeah, upset yeah. with you know the, the <laughs> Michigan guy that you talked to. You know, yeah, I, I, know. I, I you know I I love all the guys in our network. I'm just giving a hard time, but you know to to say that Michigan's going to come on the road and and beat Wisconsin and you know, this will be the game that they do it. And these are the reasons why. I just I was a little frustrated about that. Um, and I hate sounding like a homer, but uh, you know, I just Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't know. I it's it, I I don't know. Yeah, it, it's like you said. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, you know, badmouth anybody. Uh, but uh, I was. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like if 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 I were if the positions were reversed, I, I'm pretty sure I did not. Uh, you know, predicted that the Badgers would go into the big house last year and and win. Uh, Last year, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like it, 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 uh, it, it definitely uh, struck me a little by surprise. So maybe, 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 I mean, he's he's watched more Michigan than I have this year, so you right, know yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I just, I thought that was a interesting call. I mean, yeah, yeah. Could, Michigan could come into Wisconsin and win absolutely. I just think that 
you know, with the, with the way these seasons are going, I think Wisconsin, I, I, I'm going to put it out there. They're going to win big. They're, they're going to win by more than two touchdowns on Saturday market. You are, you are yeah. not the first person to tell me that. You're not <laughs> the first person to tell me that. I've, I've had a couple people that, uh, have, that feel very good about this game. I just – I think for me, it was just hard to shake off the uh, the initial preseason prediction. Um, but uh, you know, I, I did I did flip. You know, I, I, my my official prediction is in there. Uh, I think I think the Badgers will win uh, by a score. But if you're if you're out there uh, and want to go put a bet on uh, the uh, the over under uh, for total points, I would go take the I would go take the under because I think this is going to be a a, a um, a low scoring affair uh, with a lot of uh, big hits by uh, big offensive linemen and defensive linemen all across the field. So uh, that's kind of what I, that's the only thing that I'm certain of this week, but we'll see how that plays out. So I think that'll uh, pretty much do it for us here on the badgerblitz.com podcast for the week. Um, sorry for uh, recording a day late. Uh, we wanted to kind of adjust the schedule just with the, with the Xavier game, like I said before, but, uh, and we'll, we'll see how next week goes with uh, the uh, Thanksgiving on, on Thursday. Maybe we'll see if we can record a little earlier uh, before that uh, uh, the football game against Minnesota, but uh, we'll, we'll take a look and uh, we'll come back next week on the badgerblitz.com podcast. Be sure to uh, head on over to iTunes, give us a review and uh, a nice rating. If you like the show and make sure you subscribe to badgerblitz.com. We'll have plenty of uh, premium content coming up on the site for the rest of the weekend. So stay tuned to the site and thanks again for listening.